Welcome to the Sober Podcast, part of the Soberverse created by the team at the Sober Network. The Sober Network has engaged in revolutionizing the treatment industry by creating its own token economy. We offer fresh ideas to an industry that has relied on dated interventions. We are responsive to a new generation of substance users who are attached to their phones so we can impact massive social change. Our unmatched technology displays solutions of our various brands, demonstrating a thorough understanding of how we get things done. We are proving that technology, along with incentivized human accountability, provides measurable and positive outcomes. Visit us at SoberNetwork.com. Welcome to the Sober Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse, and our guest sober liberty today is TJ Sheehan. Did I pronounce your last name right? You got it. Oh, good. Uh, he is a man of many talents. He is the founder of Coastal Recovery Community, a small, intimate addiction treatment setting for men. He is a motivational speaker, and he has his own clothing line to name just a few of his achievements. Um, and you listen to his voice, and you know why he he should be a motivational speaker. Um, <laughs> thanks for joining us on the Sober Podcast, TJ. I'm happy to have you on today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, and I'm really excited to see where we go. Cool. Um, in your bio, you included brushes with death, gangs, and more. Can you elaborate more on how it was and where you are today? For sure. I mean, for this, I kind of start right back to my childhood. My addiction um, was from unhealed childhood trauma, and that kind of led me down the path that uh, I chose. So very young age, I experienced, um, you know, sexual abuse, bullying, physical abuse from a father. And, you know, for a man, that's really hard to talk about. And I just shut it, shut it in, shut it in. And you know, basically, I was just a scared little boy and my vulnerability transformed into aggression. So that would, you know, I started fighting back when I was getting bullied and, um, you know, getting in fights in school to the point where basically I was kicked out. No, Nobody wanted me anymore. And uh, as a result of being kicked out of school, I was also kicked out of my house. So at a very young age, I was homeless with no education, about 15 years old. Um, I'd already been arrested multiple times and, you know, I had to fend for myself. So something that led me down that direction was, you know, growing marijuana at a very young age. And um, mm -hmm. that was kind of the path that I took, you know, fast forward about 25 years. Um, I was working on oil oil field in Alberta and, um, you know, the recession hit and I needed to make money again. And that's where it fell back into that criminal lifestyle. 
that's where I joined a gang. I, you know, I was selling massive amounts of, of drugs um, mm-hmm. under investigation by multiple police agencies. I've been stabbed a few times. I had a, a drive-by shooting in my house at, you know, seven shots, went about a foot from where I was sleeping. Mm. Um, and, you know, I had the SWAT team raid my house when I was looking at, at 10 years in jail for, for a bunch of offenses that I allegedly committed. Um, and that's where my addiction really took off, you know, to numb out all this stuff that I was dealing with that in the core of my being and who I am is not who I was. I was living a double personality of the boy that I, I wanted to be and, and the gangster that I had to be. Yeah. And, and how did you, um, I mean, that's there yours is, well, I mean, all of our stories are this, when you, when you, when you start telling it, your when we tell our stories at the, you know, at the height of addiction and the, and the, you, and you think, God, how is that person? How could that person ever get sober? How could that person ever get out of that? So how did you? That's a great question. When I get asked all the time and, you know, to this day, it's, it's still very surprising to me. Um, the only way that I thought that I was going to get out of my addiction was, was suicide. It was, it was death or jail. People were looking to kill me. I was looking at going to jail you know, recovery, I I didn't know enough about it. And I put a gun in my mouth and I pulled the trigger. And for whatever reason, that gun jammed. And, and that was the start of the journey that, okay, God, higher power universe has my back in some sort of way. And I have a bigger purpose to be here. I didn't know what to do. I called my mom and, you know, she said, get to a meeting, get to a 12 step meeting, get to a recovery meeting. I went to my first AA meeting. Was your mom, um, did she know about sobriety or, or was she so? My mom's in recovery. Yeah, she knew. And, 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 you know, throughout my life, she told me, you know, go to a meeting or, and I just, you know, I don't need that. I don't know what it's about. I don't need it. You know, mm-hmm. thought it was religious. I was so desperate. You know, they talk about that gift of desperation. I had nowhere to go. Nothing left, you know. Yeah, the, my back was up against the wall. So, so what would it hurt to go to a meeting? And I went to my first meeting, men's meeting, about seventy people. And you know, I walked in this big, tough, e- e- egotistical gangster, and I sat down. And every person that started to share, I heard my story in one way or another. And I just broke right. down, and started crying. And that, and that was a safe place for me to to be vulnerable and and get back to that boy that that I was. Yeah. Wow. Incredible story. You know, you're the. Um particulars of of your story and my story are very different um i i didn't have that experience uh, the life that you live in your addiction but i ended the same way which was i tried to kill myself um it was not a gun it was pills and it didn't work and my mother uh also i mean a lot of people came to my rescue but my mother also uh came to my rescue as well so you know, I, I love, that's what I love. Sometimes you can go to, a, uh, you know, a meeting or, and someone tells your story, you know, they're like you, they have a similar background, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh yeah, that guy, that's my story. I can totally relate. And then you hear another story and you're like, no, it's completely different from my experience. But then they get to the end or then they get to the feelings or then they, and it's, and it's the same. Um, which the similarities. I mean, you know, we can have totally different stories and still have so much similarities that it brings us together. And I mean, the opposite of addiction in my mind is connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's something that's so important about, you know, AANA recovery and, and having that community, right? Speaking of community, uh, yes, and I totally agree. Um, your facility for men is fairly new. Can you tell our listeners a little about uh, what you offer at Coastal Recovery Community? For sure. So, you know, coastal recovery, 
Yeah, so we're just outside of Vancouver, about a 40-minute ferry ride from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And, you know, we're a lot different than most other facilities. Um, you know, we really focus on, number one, recovery. Um, we do do 12-step. Harm reduction, you know, we'll take, and this is such a, a hard word to talk about, you know, because there's so much politics around it, but we take people with the end result of abstinence. That's what we want is the end result. Everybody has a different story and a path to recovery. Um, yeah. Once you come come to our facility, we work on the four pillars of recovery, spirituality, nutrition, and fitness. So we get the guys in the gym, we get them boxing, we get their self-confidence back. Um, we get them eating properly, get their gut health back. The gut, the gut is so important to your brain and everything else. Um, spirituality and have them find their own conception of God. Well, let me ask you, let me, I, I want to um, ask you to elaborate on what, what sure. you mean by gut health. Okay. So, I mean, the, you have your brain and then you have your gut. And a lot of people don't realize that your gut is actually more of a sensory brain than your actual brain. And, you know, when they say trust your gut, you know, there's yeah. a reason for that. And gut health and diet and everything is so important because so much intuition, your creative path, your senses, when people are lying, all that stuff comes from here. Right. And, and yeah. in my opinion, our brain is great, but that's where, you know, I cause a lot of my problems is in between my ears with the thinking. Right. Um, and how many times do we say, you know, our gut is right. I should have listened to my gut. I should have listened. So to really feed that, that the, the fuel in there that is proper, the vitamins, the nutrition, the clean eating, because we put so much garbage in there and we don't realize how important our gut health is to our outer world. Right. Right. And, um, I, I love that. I, and I, uh, and I, you know what, when I don't trust my gut, I'm usually have made the wrong choice um so i totally get that and but and and what are some of the um um the paths to to gut health uh that you you know like everybody's different but we really want to teach the guys here just about meal prep you know how how to grow back to the basics you know so many people you go to the grocery store and they're just lost right and now with inflation and everything else we want to show these guys you know how to get the food, what the best system is for, you know, creating a bit of a budget, coming back to the house, prepping for a whole week. So, you know, every day it's not, what do I eat today? What do I eat today? Your, your week's planned out, your meals are planned out, um, you know, and just eating as clean as possible, right? You know, it, it comes down to, you know, we cut a lot of carbs, we have complex carbs and basically protein, greens and, and, and the carbs. And then you add that to the vitamins and the fitness, um, you know, so really just rebuilding the, the person as a whole, because when guys come here, they're, they're broken, they're lost, yeah. Yeah. Um, destroyed their lives. So we want to rebuild it, build a strong foundation right from the ground up. Great. Um, we're going to take a quick break because this is a great time to stop and say thanks to our sponsor, Stephanie Weiss. She's a certified health and recovery coach based locally in Connecticut and offering virtual services nationwide. If you would like more information, please reach out to info at sobernetwork.com. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-B-E-R-N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com. And now let's get back to our guest, TJ Sheehan. Um was it you know your um 
back to your recovery and um you know you had that uh the suicide attempt and you and called your mother for help and you went to that men's meeting and you started hearing your story um was it hard to remove yourself from the gang world that you had been in i mean every time you, about people places and things you know which for sure every time you dig a hole it takes just as long to to kind of bury it you know and and if you don't change everything nothing changes you know i had to change everything that was around my, my lifestyle my friends you know mm-hmm. even ge- geographically sometimes too and, you know um so it was difficult but it was very very much worth it you know and oh, uh, sure. just changed my whole life around to the point where i was living a life of recovery um and you know everything changed that's great um what is the best lesson you've learned in sobriety and how did it help you? The biggest lesson I've probably learned in sobriety is I can't do it alone. I yeah. got to ask for help. I got to put my ego aside, um, you know, and, and there's no shame in, in asking for help, you know, and not only accepting that I can't do it alone, but knowing that I'm not alone. So it doesn't matter where in the world I end up for whatever reason. There's always a group of people that are in recovery with welcome arms that are willing to do whatever it takes, you know, to love me until I can love myself. Yeah, that's great. Powerful message there. And um, what you've been, um, how long have you been uh, in recovery or sober? Uh, I've been going on three years. Fantastic. What has been the most difficult thing you've had to go through uh, since you've been in recovery? And how did you go through and how did you get through it? Trusting the process for me, uh, you know, trusting that, that things will work out the way that they're supposed to, not the way that I want them to. Um, and that that is the lesson in life that, that, you know, life is being done for me, not to me. So every situation that happens that I don't necessarily have a hand in that outcome, that's a lesson and a valuable thing to learn to apply to my life. Right. Yeah. Can, if you, give us a, can you give us an example? I mean, just if I'm trying to drive the bus, uh, uh, a good example of that is right now with the, with with the treatment center. Yeah, the town is trying to shut us down for a, a technical zoning um, red tape glitch that doesn't even make sense. And you know, there's a lesson that's in that. I've been battling this for almost a year, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, I could I could raise my arms and cause a huge scene and and make a big mess out of it. Or I just go with the flow, trust the process and, and live one day at a time and move forward. It's all going to work out. The universe doesn't get you this far just to dump you and leave you, right? Exactly. Yep. So true. Um, um, anything else you want to tell us um, about coastal recovery community? I mean, we we take people from all over the world. Really, we're a beautiful spot just outside of, of Vancouver. We do a lot of hiking, a lot of nature. Um, I also do one on one recovery coaching too, and and interventions. Um, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. I'm always willing to help out anybody I can. It's not always about dollars. It's impact over income. This was freely given to me, and and I'm here to to make a difference with my story. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, I went to an all male, uh, facility when I, when I went to rehab and, um, I think that was, uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of, um, strength in those kinds of facilities and as well as, as those kinds of meetings, um, you know, of, of same gender meetings, because 
um, sometimes we're, we have a hard time, um, men and women being friends with their own sex when, you know, of setting sex aside. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I, I like the idea of, um, of, um, you know, all male or all female, um, rehabs and communities. I think that's, that can be, um, a great tool of growth. Very important for the foundation of recovery is, you know, to keep the men with the men, women with the women and, and build that solid foundation of finding out who you are. Right. Because the, the codependency that happens um, so many times when we come in here and we're broken and we just want to latch on to someone else and, and, and put aside our, our stuff. It's, it's very important. Plus the bonds. I mean, the guys come in here as total strangers and they leave here after, after their time as family and brothers. And these guys stay connected with each other after they leave. And, and that's a big part of the connection, right? So, so they know that they have someone that they've recovered with and that will have their back out in the world. Cause that's where, that's where, you know, the hard times happen. It's, it's easy to be safe and, and, and grow and recover. Exactly. But once you that door and go back, it's, you know, it's on. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy, right. It's easy to be, to be um, sober in a meeting. Um, but then, you know, you've got to take what you, what you learned in that meeting or in that facility and practice it uh, in the real Absolutely. world. Yeah. I mean, you can't just do the steps. You got to live the steps, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, are there any um, particular um, stories, you know, obviously keeping it anonymous of, of any of the, um, uh, guys that have come through your community yeah i mean uh, it's like i said it's you know it's a dog eat dog world out there once you get uh once you get back out there i've i've had guys that have come through the program great success um and i've gone back out to life and and really struggled and i've had other guys that have come through the program great success and and they're shining and not only are they, you know, recovery sober, but they're also giving back and making a difference in their individual communities too. So, um, you know, it can be a great snowball effect in, in a way of positivity where we just, you know, once we're at a certain point in our recovery, we can reach down our hand and, and bring others with us. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, TJ, um, it has been a pleasure to have you on sharing your story and um, and telling us about Coastal Recovery Community. Thanks for coming on. And how can our listeners get in touch with you, our Coastal Recovery Community? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, anybody can go to coastalrecoverycommunity.com and my phone number will pop up. There's an email or on Instagram at coastal underscore recovery community. And we also have therapythreads.ca, which is our sober clothing line. 100% of proceeds go to supporting people in recovery. Oh, great. You know what? Just We have a little bit more time. Um, I forgot about that. Tell us about the clothing line. Uh, so the clothing line is basically, um, you know, what's it slow- called? It's called Therapy Threads, uh-huh. um, and it's a clothing line that, uh, you know, we've been working on a little bit, and 100% of the proceeds go to supporting guys in recovery and, and people in recovery, and their hoodies, shirts, muscle tank tops, um, basically that have different slogans on them, Hope Dealer, um, Recovery is Recession Proof. I love it. And um, yeah, so you can go to therapythreads.ca and, and order yours, and, and it's great quality champion brand and really nice hoodies. and and know that 100% of that proceeds is going to supporting someone through their treatment program. Fabulous. I, I got to get me a Hope Dealer hoodie. Yeah, there you go. Well, listen, um, thanks again, TJ. And thank uh, 
um, all of you, our listeners out there, for your continued support. Visit us on www.soberpodcast.com and all places that you find major podcasts. Leave us a review, sign up for our mailing list. I'm your host, Jamie Brickhouse. You can find me on TikTok at Jamie underscore Brickhouse, where I tell a true story every day wearing high heels. I uh, am the author of the book, Dangerous When Wet, a memoir of boo, sex, and my mother. And uh, you can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Signing out from the Sober Podcast. Tune in for another show next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Sober Podcast. We hope that you have found this episode helpful and look forward to you joining us next time. As we continue to grow and implement positive change, we hope that you'll share our podcast with your friends and loved ones. They can find us on all the major podcast directories. If you have an idea for the show, want to leave positive feedback, ideas, or comments, connect with us on thesoberpodcast.com. You can also reach us on our social media platform on The Soberverse. We'd love to hear from you. A special thanks to all those who make this show happen. Jamie Brickhouse, our host, Carrie, our producer, Carl Fessenden, our voice, and our sponsor, The Sober Network. Sober.